empowering the future. Hello and a warm welcome to the listeners of Powering the Future, our podcast series wherein you hear from industry experts and academicians on topics that impact us as an individual and as a professional. In today's episode of Powering the Future, we are pleased to introduce a new series titled Vblogs. Vblogs are essentially virtual audio blogs in which our subject matter experts will speak about the importance of a particular topic, its key components and benefits, its applicability, and also provide career insights in its functional domain. This inaugural episode of our Reebok series brings to you key insights on ISO 26262 Automotive Functional Safety Standard. We would like to begin by introducing our speaker. Our speaker for this Vblog is Dr. T. Chitra. Dr. Chitra holds a PhD degree from the Indian Institute of Science, Bangalore, MS from University of Georgia, USA, and MSc from Bangalore University in Applied Mathematics. She is qualified as AFSE, which is Functional Safety Expert, from TUF SGS Germany. She has worked with Defense Research Development Organization, DRDO, for 28 years in the field of safety, reliability and modeling and simulation of weapon systems. So without further ado, let me now hand it over to Dr. Chitra for sharing key insights with regards to ISO 26262 Automotive Functional Safety Standard. Functional safety is emerging as a critical branch of studies with new advancements in the technology. As far as an automotive industry is concerned, whether it is OEM, Tire 1 suppliers or any Tire and suppliers, functional safety is no more a choice or option for implementation. It has become an essential science to be followed in the entire supply chain of the automotive industry. The functions and features in the automobile is realized with the help of several electronic control units, which comprises of mechatronics, electronics, electricals, and programmable electronic components. Embedded systems dominate the automotive industry. With a trend of increasing technological complexity in software content and the mentioned components, there are always increasing risks from systematic failures and random hardware failures. For a function or feature to complete its intended function, it is very essential that both type of these failures, namely systematic and random hardware failures, are to be controlled or mitigated. Software is prone for systematic failure and hardware is prone for both systematic and random failures. The systematic faults happen in a deterministic way and can be controlled to a large extent when we have a process in place. Thus, ISO 26262 Road Vehicles Functional Safety Standard has laid the foundation with a good process in place to implement the functional safety in the automotive sector. It has become imperative for everyone in the automotive supply chain to follow the standard in their product design and release for production. Now, let us see what is the ISO 26262 standard is about. The standard is derived from IEC 6158, the first standard which was released for functional safety for electronics, electrical and programmed electronic devices in the year 1998. The first version of the standard was published in 2011 with 10 parts and later got revised in 2018 with additional two parts. Part 11 fully devoted for semiconductor devices and part 12 concerning to motorcycles. 
The first version of the standard had a restriction on the applicability. It was applicable only to passenger cars with a weight of 3,500 kg or less. The current version is applicable to all type of road vehicles like passenger cars, SUVs, trucks, trailers and buses, two-wheelers and three-wheelers except mopeds. The 12 parts of the standard addresses specific phases of the product life cycle. All the parts are interconnected. Thus, one needs to understand all the parts of the standard for implementation. The safety life cycle described in the standard coalesce with the normal product life cycle one follows in design and development. Thus, the standard is easy for implementation once we have good quality management system in the organization. Whenever we talk about a safety, the risk goes along with that. Thus, the risk associated with any failure in the automotive domain is measured by automotive safety integrity level represented by ASIL. There are four risk levels, namely ASIL A, ASIL B, ASIL C and ASIL D. ASIL A requires the least safety measures and ASIL D requires the highest safety measures. Why is the standard important? The standard is considered to be state of the art. The standard provides a step-by-step -step process for implementing functional safety in designing any function or feature in the road vehicles. Thus, it provides a good guidance in building products with the required functional safety in the design, which is easily implementable by any organization. From the marketability point of view, if one follows the standard in their product build, then they can be a trusted partner with their automotive customer. Though there might be an initial investment in terms of setting up the process, training and acquiring certain tools to establish bi-directional traceability, it pays in a long run designing the product as per ISO 26262 guidelines. With multiple suppliers in the product supply chain, there is uniformity established across the relevant work products. It's easier to connect with the suppliers and carry out the integration. How do we implement the standard? We can have a glimpse on the implementation of the standard. The implementation can be divided into three phases, concept phase, development phase, production phase. And these three phases are governed by certain supporting process and functional safety management process. Looking at the concept phase, this is the first phase of any function to be developed for the vehicle. We define the function and document the necessary information in the document named item definition. For the function defined at the vehicle level, define the possible failures of the function and evaluate the functional failure in the appropriate operating situation. That is to say, driving situation as appropriate for the function. Look at the consequence due to failure. The consequence is the risk involved with the functional failure which we refer as the hazard. The consequence is evaluated based on the severity, how bad is the consequence, exposure, how frequently you are in an operation situation where the failure of the function matters and controllability, what is the possibility of controlling the consequence by driver or other participants exposed to the situation. Based on the severity, exposure and controllability, 
We assign an ASL for the functionality following the risk table provided in the standard. This task of assigning the ASL for the functionality is referred to as HARA analysis, that is hazard analysis and risk assessment. From this analysis, we formulate safety goal and assign the ASL derived from the analysis. Safety goals defined for the vehicle function is the highest requirement for which we are designing the product. To achieve the safety goal, that we come up with functional safety requirements called FSR from the preliminary architecture defined in the item definition document. This provides a thought process for additional elements in the preliminary architecture to come up with a safety architecture in order to achieve the safety goal. So from the concept phase, we move on to the development phase. In the development phase, the functional safety requirements derived in the concept phase are realized in the product by deriving the implementation requirements of those functional requirements. The implementation requirements are referred to as technical safety requirement. The standard details as to what are the factors to be considered during the safe design of the product. Apart from realizing the functional requirements, the other requirements regarding the proper functioning of the other interdependent ECUs, appropriate diagnostic coverage to be implemented in order to meet the requirements of minimal residual risk, etc. It talks about the use of well-trusted design and methods to be followed in the design as per ASL of the product. The standard also provides guidance on carrying out certain analysis such as dependent failure analysis, failure mode effect criticality analysis and fault tree analysis during the requirements and design phase in order to minimize the systematic faults to the extent possible. The dependent failure analysis helps in controlling or mitigating the common cause failures and cascading failures. These analysis carried out during the requirements derivation phase helps checking the sufficiency of the derived requirements. With the derived technical safety requirements, we come up with detailed safety architecture, which is known as technical safety concept. The implementation requirements are mapped to hardware, software, or combination of the hardware and software. The hardware-software interface requirements are also derived at this phase. A hardware development and software development is carried out with the requirements derived in the phase. Hardware and software is developed and tested for the requirements. The test methods are provided as function of ASIL of the product. Then the integration testing is carried out at the hardware software level, system level and vehicle level with the methods specified in the standard. Finally, safety validation is carried out. The safety case document is updated and finalized and the functional safety assessment is carried out to check the compliance of the development with respect to ISO 26262 standard. After the assessment, the product gets released for production with the appropriate artifacts in the release note. Then comes the production phase. The standard provides guidance regarding the factors to be considered in order to preserve functional safety during production and after releasing the product in the market. This provides guidance in operation, maintenance and decommissioning of the product. 
The standard also insists on having a system for collecting the failure data in the field after product is released, analyze this data and reach it to the respective stakeholders of the product so that the product can be improved in the subsequent releases or even update the product which is already released if necessary. The data can also be used for proven in use which is required in the standard if we are using the legacy component. The entire development phase is governed by certain supporting processes and management activities. The support activities could be such as supplier selection, development interface agreement between customer and supplier, qualification of software tools used in the function safety activities, qualification of hardware and software legacy components which we would like to use in ISO 26262 design. Functional safety management activities in order to implement the standard on projects. Process-wise, the verification reviews are mandated on all work products, which builds confidence on the technical content of the work product. Confirmation reviews on selected work products with the suggested level of independence provides proof of compliance with the ISO 26262 standard. The standard is not just the process-oriented guidelines, but also provide product-related design guidelines in terms of specific methods of design, verification, and testing. The standard also provides good number of examples for ease of implementation. The one more concept which is introduced in the standard, which is safety element out of context, this is a key concept introduced by the standard in order to get the necessary components, uh, hardware or software or system level with the pre-assigned ASL, which certainly reduce the effort in compliance proof for those particular components in the design. This has enabled several tyrant suppliers to be in the automotive market with the functional safety in place at the component level. Coming to think of the marketability in the process certification and training, let's look at the process certification. The certification could be thought about in two phases like process certification and product certification. Building up the ISO 26262 process along with the existing quality management system process, it is easier for the design team to follow common guidelines laid down in the process. Suppliers getting the process certified in their organization helps them to be better partners with the automotive customers. As far as I see the process certification, many organizations, especially the tire and suppliers, are building up the ISO 26262 process in their organization and getting it certified. Depending on the customer demand, the functional safety assessment is carried out internally with the established level of independence as per the ASL of the product. However, after the ADAS advanced driver assist systems in place, several components like software, hardware, or IPs which are used in ADAS, they are getting developed with respect to particular ASL as required by the customer, and they do go for a certification of the product development with respect to ISO 26262. This certainly helps them to have a better marketability. Thus, 
product certification is dependent on the customer demand and the SEOOC vendors. Coming to think of training and certification, learning the standard and getting certified with the ISO 26262 process, we no more think we will have a separate safety team who will look into the safety of the product. The standard having artifacts in the design verification activities as a function of ASL, every design engineer has to understand the standard with respect to his role in the product development. Thus, it becomes mandatory for the project team to get trained in this standard. We currently see project managers, design development and test engineers, quality personals are all interested in learning the standard and getting certified. There are three levels of certification, level one safety engineer, level two safety professional and level three safety expert. There are eligibility criteria laid down by Tulsur for taking these certification. After learning the standard, one should apply on the product which makes them an experienced safety expert. Every functional safety related project does require a safety manager to manage all the functional safety activities. From the career point of view, once trained and certified, the individuals get more opportunities to work on the functional safety related automotive projects. Functional safety is a growing field. Knowing the standard is quite different from implementing it on a design. Thus, with more and more automotive applications, one can enhance their knowledge in coming up with good safety designs. It provides an opportunity to learn different systems when you work in the functional safety field. Needless to say, there is a good demand for functional safety engineers with experience in the automotive domain. In addition to ISO 26262 standard, we also have two more standards which is gaining importance in the automotive field. One is ISO 21448 which is safety of the intended function and ISO 21434 which is related to automotive cyber security. Provide training in these standards also. To conclude, I would like to conclude saying that ISO 26262 has laid the foundation for a safe product role with minimal or no unreasonable risk. It is recommended that organizations working on automotive products build the ISO 26262 process in conjunction with their QMS in the organization. Learn the standard and apply it on product build as all of us clearly understand and implementation requires much deeper understanding of the classes with respect to the product design. Automotive domain demands that functional safety knowledge with ISO 26262 application grows exponentially in every automotive product design team. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Chitra, for sharing your views on one of the most important ISO standards. With that, we come to the end of our first vlog episode. Going forward, we would be publishing fresh episodes on relevant topics as a part of the vlog series on our podcast channel. With that, I would like to remind our listeners that all our podcasts are available on our website. You can also subscribe to our podcast channel across all major streaming platforms. 
Thanks once again for listening and we look forward to catching up with you on the next episode of Power in the Future.